Awesome. What's up? Um, so before I even get started with any of this, who's got a library card? Raise your hands. All right, so I, I do this for a reason, actually, because I know that this is an audience of designers and developers, and I have to promote a couple of things that we have that are totally useful to you guys. Um, <clears throat> if you visit our website and you have a library card, you can access Safari Books Online, which is a, a totally killer resource that actually has all of the O'Reilly guides, all of the different coding books that you would be interested in, and it automatically keeps them up to date. Uh, so that's a killer thing to have. Uh, the other thing that you might dig is Treehouse. Do you guys know about Treehouse? So awesome tutorials and things that are all very relevant to you guys. So that library card is 100% worth having, and we work really hard to have stuff that's relevant to you guys. So. Um, so here's what I'm gonna do here. I often go around and talk about libraries, but I'm always other places talking about Chattanooga. So it's kind of a funny thing to be in Chattanooga talking about this, because like you guys already know. And so I had to kind of retool things a little bit. And what I'm gonna do is run through just a few of the different alternative futures that a lot of places are poking at in library land. You'll see that we're doing a bunch of this in Chattanooga. But I, I wanted to kind of take it out on beyond um, this space. So one of the most important concepts that I like to throw at people um, is about the, the, ma the major change that the internet has actually created and, and disrupted what we do in libraries. Now, a lot of people think of that as like, oh yeah, it's because like Google's there, and now you can just like Google things. That's actually not really it. The thing that's really disruptive and has changed the library and the music industry and the movie industry and the publishing industry is the fact that now every single person in this room has the ability to publish and distribute content, right? And so all of those old chains of production are kind of, well, they're, they're crumbling, they're gone, and all of these industries are sort of dealing with that. So that's the thing that we really think about as we try to invent the library of the future. So in the days when we had uh, Encyclopedia Britannica instead of Wikipedia, right, which all of you could be editing instead of a yearly uh, edition of the thing, in those days it made a lot of sense to have libraries that were about access to these, to these pieces of media, right? These are things that, uh, th this is why we had these vast warehouses of stuff. And in a sense, that's not going away, but we have moved to a time of sort of an abundance of information as opposed to a scarcity of information. So we have to start thinking about what are the new ways that we can serve people in this sort of read-write era, right? And so what does it mean when you have to sort of participate in your culture to actually be part of the culture? And so what we've done, and I think you'll see some of this echoed in what we're, what we're trying out over at the library over there, is that this has now become not just about access to media, but access to tools. And tools is a really, really broad category of things, right? That could literally mean that we will start lending you hammers at the library tomorrow, and that wouldn't be a bad idea. Plenty of places are doing things like that. But because of the Chattanooga community, we sort of try to tailor services to what's up here and what would be interesting here. We're providing access to a lot more kind of high-tech tools to give people a hands-on experience with sort of a diversified public computing experience as opposed to the just windows to the internet that we've always offered there, right? And so this is not unique to us. 
Um, there's, a, there's a lot of different things like this going on all across the country. And I could literally stand up here for an hour and just thumb through slides of the interesting things people are trying out in different places. Um, in Skokie, Illinois, they, they were some of the first to like start rocking the Media Lab thing. Um, and they're good friends of ours. And, and uh, we, we look to them for inspiration uh, quite a bit. Uh, likewise, you can see an experiment with a maker space in Westport, Connecticut. This is like not one that I particularly love because, I mean, it just reeks of not truly committing to the whole thing, right? It's just like this quick pop-up thing. They're like, we got to get this thing out of here soon. So, so that's sort of the basis under which we're rethinking the library. Does that make sense to you guys for the most part? Well, that's good. <laughs> um, I wanted to revive uh, sort of an older concept and an older project that I worked on just because of this particular audience. Um, when I was in Brooklyn, uh, I, I worked on a project called the Library Outpost in which we were, uh, we were looking at the entirety of the, the borough of Brooklyn. So there's 58 branch libraries across there. And we started to think of the place as a giant content management system. So a lot of you guys work with like WordPress and Drupal and Joomla and things like that. And the basic idea there is that you have like a database layer, right? And there's all of your data lives in that. And then there are ways of exposing that data as content in all kinds of different ways. And so you can really look at a complex library system in much the same way in that the books are, are all of this data, right? And that we want to provide different pictures of the books, to access to different quantities and types of them in all the different locations. So what's interesting is when you start thinking about that, you realize that this sort of uniform net of facilities doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Because it's like having every single web page be exactly the same in some ways, right? So if you start to do studies and look at different places and look at, you know, what are the needs in some of these different communities, you can actually take and create different windows to the library. Um, nowadays, everybody uh, reserves a lot of books online for pickup, and you can choose the location. So this turned into a study for a storefront library pilot in Dumbo, which is down underneath the Manhattan Bridge overpass, that would have no local collection. And this was back in 2007, but it's turned out to be an incredibly relevant thing. And you're seeing these kinds of pop-up and diversified service points in library systems all across the country now. Um, and so we did, some, we did some fun demographic studies. Greenwood Heights is not like a real neighborhood. You know how real estate agents come up, like they make up names of neighborhoods and they just, it's for like Craigslist searching purposes or something. Um, so uh, I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys because it, there, it's not often that I'm actually talking to a group of people who are like, oh yeah, content management systems, right? Um, but. Uh, does that make sense to you guys also as another way of thinking of your library system? I mean, we're, we're a four-branch system here in Chattanooga, so it's smaller. But you could see how delivery of materials to sort of the South Chattanooga library might end up being a very different kind of setup than what you would have in another place. All right, nobody's fighting it, so I'm going to go with it. Um, the, next, uh, the next thing is, is what we're actually doing here. And, I, and, and you, most of you have been up to the fourth floor and seen the way that we're sort of harnessing the creative powers of all of you to make it actually work, that the libraries aren't the ones 
kind of powering the space, but it truly is a community space. I wanted to put it up here um, just so that you would uh, know that this is a concept that comes from a dude named David Weinberger, who wrote a very important article. It's probably the most important article in our profession in the last 10 years, and that's my opinion about this concept of the library as platform. And again, there's a really nice software analogy for this in which we are a platform sort of providing basic services, access to different content, but you as the community are able to create add-ons and plugins that leverage the powers of that platform and then take it the next step further. Um, so, you, so you guys have seen the, the, what happens when we do this. I mean, this is what the fourth floor looked like a uh, year and a half ago, right? And because of the, the, the power and the energy of all of you folks, it has gone from that to then our polished floor, which, thank you maintenance team, that was awesome of you, um, to, uh, to, to some of the killer events that we've had here. And, and again, all of it because of partners, right? These are like all of the different folks in the community that have uh, made this happen. Um, and once again, another like killer example of uh, sort of the civic engagement side of what we're doing here. So that was a city council uh, candidate forum, the creative citizenship thing plugged into the library platform to throw that, and we were thrilled to have that kind of thing happening up there. Um, and so this is actually a great moment to show you that like the fourth floor is about to be open every day of the week, finally. So. So excited about that. So uh, starting sometime in the next couple weeks, we're working on finishing that up. Uh, from two o'clock till close at the library, if you wanna come in and noodle around with the 3D printer, the laser cutter, the, uh, the uh, vinyl cutter. The vinyl cutter is probably really interesting to some of the graphic artists out there. Come and, uh, come and give it a shot. Um, the, right, thank you, yeah. Saturday you'll be disappointed. Sorry. <laughs> and Sunday, the whole place is shut down, so. Um, next, uh, just something to point to that's going on in uh, Finland. Uh, they've done a really amazing job of creating this sort of urban office that's, uh, again, analogous to a lot of the projects that we have going on around here, but it's wild because it's a public project. And they've taken and they've really start, sort of started emptying out their library, and they have a system by which you can book um, walls, little movable walls, and you can book little office spaces. And it's been like wildly successful there. And of course, it's important to understand that libraries are, are sort of culturally embedded, right? And, and Scandinavia is a different place, right? There's no doubt about it. But it's great to look to these folks and kind of get inspiration for ideas. We do a lot of sort of looking around the world at what's going on in other places and seeing how it can influence uh, what goes on in Chattanooga. Dig these like soundproof moving walls thing they have there, awesome. So finally, because I want to kind of just like jam through this quickly for you guys in case we have questions. Um, the project that I'm like most excited about at the library right now is, sort of, is turning us into a data hub. Uh, there is an awesome, just amazing revival of this Open Chattanooga thing going on. We received funding from the Knight Foundation to, uh, to do this sort of massive overhaul. Um, 
there's going to be open data coming from the government side of things. So Jenny, who's sitting here, and Tim Moreland are working on reforming some practices in, at, at the city. And we're going to host this government data at the public library. So we're actually going to serve it from the library. So you could conceivably build apps and ping the library. So it's this really exciting evolution of what the library is. We, we used to just be a place where you would house these like ugh, PDFs and like, like booklets of, of government data. But now it's this active participatory thing so that people can build things and make useful things out of it. You can tell I'm stoked, it's good. Um, and, and a lot of the energy behind this got going uh, with the National Day of Civic Hacking. Um, the Code for America fellows are coming. We're kind of gearing up for that whole thing, which, uh, and, and here is the, the idea of the data portal itself. So what I'm trying to do here is come to a close with all of you guys understanding that there is a really awesome new initiative going on in Chattanooga. December 16th is going to be the kickoff for Open Chattanooga Revived. Uh, the, the community brigade is going to come together and we're going to start looking at like actual real problems in neighborhoods and see how we can take and come together and solve some of those through development and I'm, again I'm just super stoked to have the library in the middle of the whole thing.